I'm Reverend Harry Bridge. And I'm Dr. Scott Mitchell, and this is the Dharma Realm Podcast. We're coming to you from the Jodo Shinshu Center in Berkeley, California. This is a special episode of the Dharmaram podcast on January 2nd, 2015. So uh, it's the new year, and uh, in, a couple weeks ago we all had received the sad news that uh, Reverend Dr. Tai Tetsu Uno passed away in December. Um, we thought we would say a few words about his uh, influence in, um, you know, in American Buddhism, American Jodo Shinshu. Um, and also just sort of reflect on the importance of uh, teachers or of um, good Dharma friends. Um, tai Uno was uh, uh, an important person um, by any measure. And I only met him a few times, but um, Harry had the pleasure of actually studying with him. So um, where did you study with him? Was it, it wasn't at Smith, was it? No, but um, it was when he was there. And... Um 1990, I discovered Buddhism, or Buddhism discovered me, mm-hmm. and um, by 95, I was, 94, 95, I kind of felt like, um, I think 95, I wanted, I want to study Buddhism. I've been reading on my own, mm-hmm. um, I want to become a minister, right? And so through friends, um, connections, um, was introduced to Reverend or Professor, Reverend Professor <laughs> Tayuno. Um, and so he lived two hours from me because he was teaching at Smith, but lived in Northampton. So he would have a um, gathering at his house once a month. Uh, so there's little kind of sangha developed there. Uh, and so, you know, just people in the neighborhood, people that had met him, got to know him. Sometimes students would come. Um, sometimes people would come from far away. Uh, and so I would drive out there, two hour drive from Massachusetts, uh, you know, Boston area. Um, to the western part of the state, which was always great because Amherst and Northampton and youth bookstores and music <laughs> stores. So it was fun just to go to, to Northampton. is a great town mm-hmm. um, and Amherst, and uh, but get to go to his house and um, hang out. And I think I think we chanted. I don't. I have some memories really distinct and some not so much. Yeah. One really important thing was uh, he, when I was there, he gave us drafts of chapters of his forthcoming at the time book. River of Fire, River of Water. Uh, River of, yeah, yeah, right. Um, so we'd get like two or three pages and go home and read it and then come back with comments or, you know, talk oh, about yeah? stuff. Yeah, so that was an amazing education for me. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. that's a great book. I yeah. mean, it's, um, you know, when he wrote it um, in the 90s, there wasn't really that much. It is an introductory book. I think he really did write yeah, it as an yeah, introductory yeah. book, and there wasn't a lot of that available at the mm-hmm. time. Uh, and it was picked up by Doubleday, I think. So yeah. major particularly publisher. for general audiences, yeah. you know. I mean, and just these nice, short, succinct chapters on different aspects. And sometimes it would be more historical. I remember Seven Masters getting in, mentioned in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, other times it was much more personal, mm-hmm. almost like Dharma messages in a way, although I didn't realize it at the time. Uh, and so I got to read that for like twelve times. I mean, I, I think I went to his house twelve times. You know, each month mm-hmm. for a whole year. Um, before coming out to Berkeley to study. So that was a really, really special uh, opportunity for me. Yeah. Um, I remember later on becoming a minister, you know, it's like 10 years after that time. And, um, you know, 
just in my head kind of being aware that I had certain understandings of Shinshu. Um, and then for some reason picking up River of Fire, River of Water and looking at it. Or maybe, yeah, I think it was that book, yeah, and realizing, oh, I thought this was my idea. <laughs> I'd like totally internalized it, thinking it was me and it was Tai. Yeah. It's yeah, totally yeah. from him. Um, from that reading through that draft and maybe reading the book one more time when it came out as an actual book. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I really um, received a lot. Uh, and uh, yeah, so he was um, one of my early teachers. Uh, you know, it's interesting. East Asian Buddhism, East Asian religion, maybe even culture, the teacher-student relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think sometimes, like at Ryukoku or in Japan, very often you get strongly associated with one teacher. Uh, and that really wasn't the case for me, um, maybe because I went to Japan later in my life and career. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, it was um, Tai Uno was kind of first, uh, Kusara-sensei. Yeah. Reverend Matsumoto, you know, these different people that I encountered, but I I, I never really felt like I looked to one of them. I could only hold up this one person. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like I've been very fortunate to be around a lot of great teachers, Eisho Nasu, um, you know, that I was really lucky when I went to school, went to IBS and everything, uh, to get um, exposed to, uh, you know, several teachers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, wanted to just sort of acknowledge that because acknowledging our teachers I think is really important or you don't think we do it nearly enough and <laughs> I think it, I was thinking about it because um, you know I got the news that Tayuna died um, uh, and at this moment Reverend Matsumoto is actually in Japan uh, for the memorial for his teacher um, Shigaraki sensei who mm-hmm. passed away earlier this year and, and I was thinking of Kusada sensei he was also one of my teachers at the IBS and mm-hmm. um, you know just it, thinking about these important people in our lives some of whom have passed on, but many of them are still around. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, acknowledging their influence, I love that image of sort of internalizing something. I was um, a couple of years ago. Uh, we were testing out some new software here at the mm-hmm. IBS to do like online classes, um, and so I was sitting in on one of Reverend Matsumoto's classes. Um, I think it was um, on Shinra. I think it was on the Kyokushin show. And so we're, you know, in this class and I'm just sort of sitting in the room making sure that the you new know, AV works, right? I'm like, not even supposed, I'm like a fly on the wall. I'm not even supposed to be there. And um, in the middle of this lecture, he stops and says, so I got this really interesting idea. And I got this idea when a young Scott Mitchell was in my class at the IBS. And I was like, what? <laughs> 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 wow. You know, and you know, I have no like recollection of, um, what he's talking about like I have no memory of that at all but I do have a, you know really fond memories of being in Reverend Matsumoto's classes um, when I was studying here and um, connecting with him and connecting with um, Aisho and um, uh, Richard Payne as, as well as um, other students um, this guy Harry who was totally weird but a lot of fun um, also our good friend uh, Kanjo Asuka mm-hmm. um, you know and, and having this great circle of people who um, have influenced me and my the way that I think about uh, Buddhism, not just think, but you know, live it. So, um, happy New Year! Think about you know your teachers and your good friends, and yeah. I think it's an important thing to um, reflect on those things before uh, you know. Obviously, remember them and um, uh, when they pass on, but um, you know, acknowledge things in the present. And actually, 
um, we are the Dharma Realm podcast, so we got to geek out on some technical terms. Um, so before we go away, um, <laughs> even using you know talking about teachers yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, good I'm friends. I'm just I'm just embarrassed to actually try to pronounce the um, oh, no, the, he, the Sanskrit or the, or the Japanese. So <laughs> Kalyana Mitra, huh? um, there's kind of a technical term for good friend, mm-hmm. right? The Kalyana Mitra. Um, there's also technical terms for bad friends too. I think evil friends. I know the <laughs> Japanese term, but um, so like in the Contemplation Sutra, um, Devadatta is an evil friend for yeah, Ajatashatra, yeah, yeah. right? And um, encourages him to do bad things. And we can learn from evil friends too. I, mm-hmm. I just, you know, I don't want to call anybody out. <laughs> <laughs> like that hairy guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of interesting too. How like in Lotus Sutra. Um, Shakyamuni says, Devadatta is going to become Buddha too. And people yeah, are like, what? Yeah. yeah. No way. <laughs> it's like, but um, really interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so that's maybe some commentary on that. But yeah, so Kalyanamitra or Zenjishki or Zenchishki, there's like two pronunciations for the um, Japanese version of it. Um, this kind of good friend. Um, Shinnu, I think. Shinnu um, is another version of it. And then Akuyu is the evil friend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the um, you know Buddhism does have this tradition of of um, the good friend, mm. right? And uh, very often uh, our teachers really do play that role. Uh, and so yeah, there's a nice time of um, year. Go into the new year uh, with this attitude of of um, appreciating, huh? Yeah, our good Dharma friends and teachers. 